Working stiffs that love comics, movies, games, and more bring their nerd conversation and observations to you. You're listening to Coach and K-Rock's Nerd Pod, where they give you their opinion on whatever they want. Hey, don't complain. You're listening to their show. Coach, K-Rock, take it away. Thanks for joining. This is K-Rock and Coach. You're listening to Nerd Pod. Coach, how are you doing over there? I'm doing pretty good, man. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Baby. This thing has been a, a long time in the making, hasn't it? A couple of years. We've talked about Definitely. finally getting it together. And even over the last couple of weeks, hasn't been that easy. But finally, we have, uh, we're, we're together. We're... Studios are set. The uh, the stage is set. It's an exciting time. So, uh, and what what a time to be a nerd. I know, right? So much going on. Um, before we get into it, though, I do want to make sure that anybody who might be listening to this first episode, thanks for listening, uh, and hopefully sharing this journey with us as we go on. So, uh, we're really pumped. Like like Coach was saying, we have um, been planning and talking about this for years, and. It wasn't just until like the past six months that we're like, let's just do it. Um, we have the technology. The only thing is, is we are uh, not sitting across from each other. We we are, are probably what like sixty miles apart. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so uh, that's all good. But as long as it sounds good in the end, and um, we have a fun conversation, that's all that matters, right? It is. That's true. And uh, it, it's there's so much content out there now that um, shows like this are are necessary. I find myself with, uh, you know, a 30 minute commute before like last year at a two hour one way commute. And the the need for content that speaks to uh, my kind of uh, nerddom, I guess, <laughs> is uh, uh, it's so hard. And, you know, it's funny you talked about it, too, when you uh, you know, your recent trip to Disney where yeah. uh, you came out and you wanted so desperately to find some really good content and uh, just couldn't find it. You find, uh, you know, mom and pop in their backyard uh, talking about uh, God knows what. So uh, to provide really solid content on on what's going on around me now, I will say that um, this the, the imagine me at uh, 11 years old. Uh, the only person in my classroom with a Captain America comic book for sure. Um, and I was definitely ridiculed. And now that we're, you know, approaching 40, somebody approaching 40 faster than somebody else that's approaching 40. Um, right. <laughs> but uh, the uh, now we're here and uh, Black Panther's the number one film in the world. Uh, it's a cultural icon phenomenon. And, uh, and, and it's all coming to a head right at the time where, um, you know, I've grown into adulthood and I actually can uh, uh, really enjoy it and afford to go to the movies and afford to. So it's, it's a great time to be a nerd and uh, a timely uh, time, I guess, to have a, a podcast uh, around this sort of uh, this sort of idea. Yeah, it, it will. I, I know in a future show we're going to talk more about Marvel and Black Panther. But man, just a second on that. Wow. Um, you're right. What a time to be alive um, to see a movie like Black Panther just resonate the way it's doing it. It's pretty phenomenal. I mean, I'm very proud of like where things are right now. Yeah. And, and, and just, and culturally, I mean, on top of, uh, you know, I, I think about watching do the right thing. And uh, there's a black. I don't know if you know that there's the the Black Panther comic uh, in Do the Right Thing, in Spike Lee, and uh, you know that has been 
you know, T'Challa, the Black Panther has been a hero in the black community for a really long time. Uh, I think that it's timely and phenomenal because of what's going on in the world, but it also, uh, so, so it's double sided for me, right? Like culturally it's amazing. And to see that, uh, sort of a, a comic that's been around and the character is so old school. I mean, you're talking about, uh, you know, this is one of the old, and, and if we look at the Marvel universe, he predates, uh, everybody predates, uh, Steve Rogers. He predates, you know, uh, Wakanda and, um, and T'Challa's father goes way back. I mean, in, you know, back into the, into the thirties, forties, fifties. So, um, it, it, it is a, a phenomenon. Um, but it, but it's sad at the same time. It's sad that, uh, it's, it's 2018 and, uh, you know, this whole segment of, of comic fans are just getting identified, are just getting their king on the screen. And so, um, yeah, yeah, too, too little, but not too late. Right. And, 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 and it's great. And, and uh, I'm going to go see it for a third time today. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm pumped, man. It, it, it nice. really is great. It is great. So this is just a little a snapshot as to like how this show is going to go. Um, so between Coach and myself, uh, we're passionate about a lot of different things. And we know more than each other in certain areas. So as you probably just figured out, Coaches, um, he rocks it in terms of comic lore, especially on the Marvel side. Um, we're, we, we love the movies together. Uh, we, we obviously nerd out about, uh, about that a lot. Me and myself, video games uh, for my entire life. So we'll be talking about video games, comics, movies, music might even get into this, um, yeah, TV shows. Uh, and it's really like we might focus a lot on uh, on on superhero comics the, the games but nothing's off limits if it's pop culture if it's out there we can talk about it so um anything to add to that yeah i mean not that that it goes back to what i was talking about earlier with um you know just just the what a time to be alive and there's so much content out there uh that we can cover and talk about and learn about and dissect uh what i love and hate about the kind of content that's out there now is that uh it ends and uh when things like um game of thrones ends uh i've always wanted a place to turn to uh, outside of chris hardwick nothing against chris hardwick but i i want to be able to yeah I want to be able to to go in and and uh, uh, and hear about it and talk about it. And this is going to be a great place to do that. Absolutely. And um, this is the first show where we're going to be flushing out all the social media side of things, Twitter, Facebook, everything. So as we progress down this path together, um, Coach and I will, will have ways to, to reach out to the listeners, uh, listeners engage us, tell us what you think. Keep it positive, of course. I mean, you, you can call us a task if we mess something up. But, you know, we, I think that goes to the, the bigger mission of the show. Is there so much negativity out there already in terms of uh, everyone's life, whether you turn on the news and it's storms ripping through areas, politics, whatever it is. Uh, we're going to keep a lot of that off at bay the best we can, as humanly as we can. So this show is really going to be trying to keep this message uplifting. Um, we'll be critical when we need to be, but we don't want to be, right? So I, I think that's important. And we're both very positive uh, uh, people. Uh, we, we don't want to uh, criticize something on without it. You know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, no, I, I, and you, you're saying it perfect is, um, this is somebody's art, just like, um, 
uh, just like you and I are creating art right now. And uh, we're talking about what we're passionate about. Um, that's not what this is. And and there are things that have failed miserably, um, uh, just commercially. And I'll take um, the Fantastic Four, the, the latest Fox version of Fantastic Four, as an example. Um, you know, that's something where a studio got involved. There was a vision from a director uh, that was not seen through all the way. You could say the same thing about uh, Zack Schneider's um, uh, last super uh, Superman movie, uh, you know, where Joss, where, where Joss Whedon has to come in uh, and, and make reshoots now. Uh, those are really poor decisions by a studio. Uh, I think that that, uh, that all of that stuff, nothing is off limits. But when we talk about specifically Zack Schneider or when we talk about Joss Whedon or we talk about anybody who's creating art and telling a story, you'll never hear me or very likely you'll never hear this show uh, go after the decisions that an artist is making to portray and tell his story. And that's what you can expect from us. You can expect us to uh, hold people accountable, uh, especially studios and um, maybe higher ups. But uh, when somebody makes a creative decision, uh, we're never going to criticize that. Maybe we talk about what we could have done differently, although we're not directors or creators. Uh, Maybe we talk about uh, as a comic fan or as a game fan, what that would look like uh, in our mind, what we thought it would look like, but it's never a criticism of the art or the decisions that uh, uh, that director made or that that artist made. And uh, I, I think that needs to be really clear up front. Absolutely. Well said. So cool. Um, what I think would be, be kind of fun, at least for you and I to do, I don't know about anybody listening, is to talk about where we come from. Like, what? why are we here? Why are we sitting in these chairs talking into these little microphones about about this, right? Um, what's our origin story? I think that's a probably a good place to start. And, and this will be it in terms of origin stories, guys. Uh, from here on out, show two and on, we'll have more of a fixed agenda where we'll do things like the, the Week in Geek or we'll have guest callers and we do have some pretty exciting guests lined up. Um, and But this one, let's let's talk about us. Tell me about like your journey. Like how did you get here? Yeah, so um, comic fan really early in the in the game, and um, I really distinctively remember um, sort of where uh, I knew that I wanted to do radio, and I knew how much I loved uh, comics. Was um, so you know I'm from the tri-state area, from that New York, mm-hmm. New Jersey, Connecticut quadrant uh, there, and. Um, you know, it's really the the cultural center of the world, I believe. Um, and so I, I had access to things um, right at the corner store that a lot of people uh, in this country didn't. So I'm really blessed that, uh, um, you know, I hear kids that, or people that are my age that said I would have no idea where to have found a comic book uh, growing up uh, unless they sought out a comic book shop. And that's not I was really lucky to have um, access, I guess, early on uh, in a highly dense and highly populated area. But uh, so, so the I, from a very early age that um, you know I was a latchkey kid in a in a really big city where both my parents worked really hard, and um, I had an older brother. Um, I lived in a really culturally culturally diverse area, so I remember early on being being picked on 
and, um, you know, for whatever reason, uh, you know, because I was a little chunky kid because, uh, I read comic books because, um, you know, I didn't, uh, I wasn't the best at sports, maybe all of those things. Uh, so, so I think I, uh, like a lot of, uh, of, of people at that time who were categorized as nerds, I think, um, you know, you identify, uh, with something in those books. And so I, I really loved making mixtapes. Uh, I really loved uh, recording my own voice into the mixtapes. And I remember as, as young as eight or nine years old, um, reading, um, the old Captain America, uh, you know, obviously Steve Rogers was Captain America at that time. Um, and I would read it, read it into and record it in. Um, and I would try to record the voices and I, and so I knew that I wanted to do radio. Um, and I de- identified mostly with Steve Rogers at that age. Um, there was a kid from the same area, literally 1.1 miles. His neighborhood was from my neighborhood and, uh, uh, easy to identify with a character like Steve Rogers, who was little and got picked on and got beat up and who was really, outfending for themselves in the, uh, but still, still really loyal to their friends and their family. And, and so that was the first character I I ever identified with. And, um, I mean, the the first graphic novel my father ever bought me was a Captain America. So, um, uh, the merge, uh, or the emergence of sort of that, um, passion for radio and passion for, for comics. And then of course, through the comics, you get introduced to new comics. I mean, that's what, uh, Stan Lee, uh, and Jack did. I mean, they, they, they mapped it out for you to introduce and to sell, uh, comic books, but, uh, you're able to, to meet all of these characters in the, uh, you know, whether it's the Avengers or the X-Men or whatever stories get to weave in through Captain America is what hooked me in. And so, um, and, and, and ultimately, uh, you know, later on that led me to going to, you know, to college for broadcasting um, and spending the first 12 years of my professional career uh, in radio in one one shape or another. Um, you know, I started my career in um, in New London at, jeez, uh, uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, The Wolf, 104.7 The Wolf in London. 104.7, yeah. yeah 104.7 <laughs> The Wolf, yep. So that was my first ever, uh, uh, ever gig on the air. Um, it took me to K-Rock in New York City. It took me down to WJFK in Washington, D.C., um, and uh, and back up to Boston for the Boston Red Sox and Boston Celtics Radio Network, and uh, ultimately led me to, to 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 where we are today, sitting here and broadcasting uh, uh, that convergence of the two things, that convergence of uh, of Steve Rogers and Captain America, and everything that uh, that went with it, that uh, introduced me to Kevin Smith. Uh, and the emergence of it, everything that that came with it, that came with the the introduction of Kevin Smith and uh, the things that I've become passionate about in comic book com- uh, conventions that we go to and all of that. Um, yep. So, so and, there and, it is. And I know you very well. Like um, I, I know Kevin Smith is a huge uh, influence on you and uh, he's, he's gone through quite a turnaround uh, this past week for, I mean, him personally. Right. So we're, we're glad he's OK. Uh, and everything, uh, but talk talk more about how his influence has played on you. 
Yeah, so there it is, right? I mean, uh, it's everything that I just talked about. Here is a uh, a guy. He is uh, the guy that made it, the guy that made it out of New Jersey. Um, so if, if Steve Rogers was 1.1 miles east of me, Kevin Smith was about uh, 15 miles south and west of me. Um, and, you know, I mean, uh, we went through a tour of the neighborhood that I grew up in, uh, the, uh, where I came from. And you know how close that is to, uh, um, you know, Asbury Park and all the places that Kevin Smith talks about and films about. So uh, in 94, when Clerks came out, um, that was my uh, freshman year of high school. Um, and so here's a guy who's, uh, he's he's about seven, eight years older than me. And uh, there's a guy eight years older than you uh, that uh, is doing it from New Jersey, made references to New Jersey that loved the same things that I loved. And here's a guy that wasn't beautiful. He wasn't sexy. He wasn't, he didn't need to be uh, that traditional New York guy, New York, New Jersey guy to succeed and, uh, and what he did with it. Uh, but, but he always kept New Jersey in his heart and front and center. So that's it. He was the guy that made it. He was the guy that made it out. And what he did with it, with it was incredible. Um, and his career. So I, I look up to him. I still look up to him. Um, I, I still look at that, that you can be cool and you can be funny and you can be sharp and smart and you can do all of those things, uh, and, and still keep it true to New Jersey, still keep it true to being a comic book nerd and, um, and build an empire around it. And, um, you know, he has made a, a huge impact on my life, even into the guests that are going to be on this show. Um, you know, my love, and, and fan for Kevin Smith has led me to my relationship with um, with Dante, uh, you know Brian O'Halloran, right, Brian. who's yeah, uh, coming on the show, and Athena Finger, who is uh, you know we'll, we'll dig into uh, into Athena and talk about her uh, her story with her her grandfather and uh, in the DC universe. So uh, Kevin, though uh, we're not close, we're not friends, we don't know each other. He's had a, a, a tremendous impact on my life, and uh, you know hope. Hopefully, maybe someday we will uh, we'll get him on the show and we'll be able to to tell him how much of an impact. But I'm so happy he's healthy. Uh, my wife was so, so mad at me uh, just about how upset that I was that this this guy that that doesn't even that I don't even know personally uh, that I've never met is uh, I was so upset about him being ill because, um, you know, he, he makes me feel like uh, I can accomplish anything and that I should chase my art for myself uh, first. And then if people dig it, great. And if not, it doesn't matter because we're making our art for us. And that's what he's built his career on. So, yeah, man. Um, and I guess that's a good transition into uh, into you. And, and so you can see where comic books have led me to where I am. Right. I mean, that's that's it started with the comic books for you. It was a little different. It more started with it started with the video games. It started with um, sort of a more hands on uh, as opposed to using your imagination, using, uh, uh, you know, physically using your, the, the gifts that God gave you. Um, so talk to me a little bit about that. Sure, man. Well, it goes back for me uh, a little, yeah, way different. I, I, I'm from uh, <clears throat> around Newport, Rhode Island. Uh, that's where I grew up. And the, probably the, the thing that, that, and you're right, it's different. Like me wasn't so much the comics, although they played a part. The bigger piece was video games. Um, it always was. So I, I grew up as a young, young kid, like five, six, seven hanging out, being a shadow to my grandfather, um, Gramps. And, uh, he was wheelchair bound. Um, 
hard trouble walking. So, but he was one of the most intelligent people you would have ever met. Uh, he worked for um, a company called Raytheon, and um, he could build something out of nothing at all times. Ham radios. He built an elevator in his house so he can get down to his workshop where he had his train sets that he built himself, and on and on and on. So he he was he was always into video games, which is crazy. He always had like the Commodore sixty four, the Apples, in television, right uh, when they first came out. So he would teach me early on how to run a game. And back then, I don't know if you ever had them, like an old Commodore, like you'd have to type in like load, comma, quotation, open quotation, run, close quotation, dot, dot, and so on. So (laughs) as a little kid, I'm flying through this thing on a keyboard just thinking this is just how you play games, period. Never really knowing like it was just a cartridge to turn on for most other kids. Um, But man, like the hours we would spend playing games like Jumpman uh, which is like a precursor to like Super Mario. Like it, it was just a straight up. You see the the maze in front of you, and you're like jumping from rope to rope, avoiding the bad guys. Uh, Bricklayer, um, <laughs> the old text games, Zork and those. It, it just you know that was my upbringing. Like getting into these video games. Like they there was a Dungeons and Dragons game on television. He would keep me up till two or three in the clock in the morning while my grandmother's asleep. My parents had no idea. Um at his house we'd literally be playing games until like that he was a, an original gamer for me. Um so that was a big part. So when as I got older and new systems came out, like the Nintendo Entertainment System, that hidden what, eighty five, eighty six Man, um, the the doors blew off the side of the car for me. Like, holy cow! Like, the graphics you know, dated today, of course, but back then, eye opening. Like, eight bit graphics. Like, and you had a side scroller like Super Mario Brothers, and 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 it would fluidly move in response to like a simple, basically like you had a D directional pad and two buttons, and how you can control this game without having to use ASD, uh, WASD, and, and like the the space bar and all that stuff on a keyboard like that interface was incredible for me eye-opening so i've always loved games um that was part of it but the other thing that my grandfather grabs had um introduced me to was movies and the inner workings of movies like so i love horror movies i love sci-fi movies and that has a lot to do with him <coughs> because when I was really young, probably eight, nine or so, definitely single digits, I would spend the, you know, the night at my grandparents' house. And he was probably the only person I know who was – he would go to the video store, rent a bunch of videos, get them home, and record them on a Betamax tape, return the videos. So he had a huge catalog of pirated movies back then, you know, and it's just what you did. He had – like draws full, like uh, 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 indexed alphabetically all these movies. Um, and one of the first things I remember <laughs> is he's like, it, you know, it's probably like eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. It's dark out. We're winding down, had dinner, watch some TV, going to go to bed. He's like, well, you want to watch a movie? Well, let me put this movie on for you. Um, any idea what kind of movie that would have been? 
Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I mean, normally it probably would have been, um, you know, some uh, maybe, oh, geez, this is what year, 80, uh, 88, 86. Yeah, so, so yeah. I guess, you know, Karate Kid might have been uh, a reasonable uh, yeah. movie at the time. So It would have been <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that would have been great. How about Alien? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Being a little it. kid in a dark room, because I was sleeping on the couch in the living room, uh, you know, that was where I would spend the night. Alien. <laughs> That's great. Uh, the chestburster scene scarred me for years. <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, how could it not? Uh, it was amazing. Right? But anyway, I, I loved it. And and, and I, I was scared out of my mind, had nightmares for weeks. Uh, and I never stopped. Uh, we watched The Howling. We watched Jaws. We watched, um, you know, uh, some of the other scary movies at the time. Like, and it, it just uh, it would have been it would have been Cujo. It would have been uh, Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street. It would have been, uh, you know, maybe even some of those old classics and uh, and and Night of the Walking uh-uh. Dead. And and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that's 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 really the, the golden age of a lot of things. That's uh. Johnny Depp's Nightmare on Elm Street. That's uh, Jennifer yeah. Aniston's. Uh, I get it. I get Kevin it. Bacon's yeah. uh, Friday the Thirteenth. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was cool. And, and he always like like I'm a musician. I've been playing a long time, and he was really the driving force behind that too. Uh, he bought me my first bass, helped me buy that. Um, really showed me a few chords as best as he could because his hands were were crippled with arthritis. But that it, it, it was always being able to help him out um, and make this connection with him that that kind of made this world that we're in this 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 nerd this geek world whatever you want to call it very special to me and something that's always been been there. Um, so it's 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 fun. I'm, I'm glad I can honor him uh, in this way and remember him this way. And uh, but that was a huge part of me. Um, like in the early '90s, like I got into comics, and he was totally behind that too. Uh, so that would have been the McFarlane years, like with Spider-Man, Jim Lee with with X-Men, like basically Un- the, Uncanny X-Men at that time. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> and. Uh, it, Spawn came out soon after uh, when they when did Image, but it, that was the time when I got into into comics. So I wasn't really into them like like you are, where <clears throat> you you were more you know that the lore you you've been into it a lot longer than I was, and you were around it. Uh, I wasn't around it this much, so I had to go and, and search these things out because it was like cool. These stories are awesome. These are great, and it, and it it, it kind of melded into the music world. Like I can't think of Led Zeppelin four without thinking of McFarlane Spider Man. You know, it's just one of those things that was my brain is wired with. And then the movies that would come out back then, um, obviously Star Wars was not really pumping them out like they are today back then. But Star Wars was always a huge part of me. Um, Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Talk about a movie that influenced me. So going back to VCR tapes, we got our my family got our first VCR machine. What do you call them? <laughs> um, player and. VHS player and we I remember I never forget it my parents brought it home it was this big device had wood side paneling on it too I think <laughs> yeah it did mine did too I remember <laughs> my first one the remote was attached did you have that where it wasn't an actual remote it was like a quasar and it the, the wire ran from the uh, the actual VCR to the couch like the, I, it was not wireless we and might not could, even had a, a remote it might have, you had to get up off your butt and go and push the button yeah yeah I, I just remember it. and then all the noises made but my i never forget it my parents brought home a rental 
and they stuck it in and it made this awful like sound like you know and, and accepted the, 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 the tape and the, the screen's all snow and I don't know if people even know what that is anymore <laughs> and they hit play and then it started the FBI warning comes on and next thing you know you're in the the rainforest with Indiana Jones and he's running away from um, a bunch of natives who are trying to kill him with poison tipped spears. So <laughs> it was amazing. That to me was like, I love this. I love movies. I love being able to, to watch a movie three times in a row in the comfort of my living room. So that's another part of me. It's like you know, the, the, the video games, the music, comics. I love the movies. I, I love how they're made. So I, I think that's one thing I'm going to talk about a lot is like when we're, we're, we're discussing movies, like how did it make me feel? Why was it? What was that special thing that, 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 that little special thing in there that then made it jump out to me? Right. So, um, so that's my background, a little bit about me. Um, no, that's great. And, uh, I, I think I knew a lot of that, but some of it, uh, you know, to hear it come from you, uh, passionately is, is, is really cool. And, uh, I hope that this show can, can, uh, capture those things. I hope that even if one other person listens to this, uh, that, the, that they can, uh, sort of get some of that experience that you got from, uh, from your grandfather and that I got from, um, you know, from Stan Lee and Jack Kirby and from, um, yeah, it, it, it should come from a, a place of passion and, and, and love of the craft for sure. Absolutely. So what's interesting is like for us, like how did our paths cross? Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's like two, a boy from New Jersey, a boy from Rhode Island. <laughs> You don't necessarily get those two things in a same room together, right? So, um, yeah, talk about our our, our uh, origin story as the superhero team that we are. Yeah, right. So, uh, <laughs> in, in our own origin story, um, I uh, that certainly um, you know when we met, which it's been you know I I, I guess time uh, doesn't really matter how long it's been, but uh, that was a pivotal a pivotal time in in my life. Uh, so I had, uh, been, co- I had come off a, uh, like a nonprofit job dealing with, you know, I was a inner city and raising money, uh, for a cause that was, uh, really difficult to raise uh, money for. And I had applied, uh, to a job in downtown Providence. Uh, I knew that, you know, sales was a, uh, something that, you know, to, to, to raise funds, you need to be a salesperson. I mean, you have to, uh, go out and, and be able to engage and talk to people and all of that stuff. And so, uh, when I saw this advertisement for, uh, it was like a inside sales rep or account executive, something like that. Uh, I instantly jumped on it and, uh, my first exposure was a woman who, um, you know, I credit with uh, a lot. I give her a lot of credit for uh, sort of plucking me out as a, as a diamond in the rough. But the second voice that I heard in that process was uh, was K-Rock, was Caleb. So uh, it was um, a quick interview. You gave me very uh, clear, explicit instructions to memorize a script, uh, call you back in two days, and uh, I delivered that script, and then I uh, I guess I did well enough. I, you, you can tell the same story from your perspective as soon as I'm done, but uh, I, I think I delivered the script well. They brought me in, and once again, now it's the three people that, that go through the interviews. One was 
uh, was our our own K Rock, and we uh, I think we hit it off instantly. I think it felt like it was a natural uh, a natural a natural fit, and uh, you know I, I I I'm pretty sure that you had plugged for me to get that job. Um, and uh, so the cool thing was that. Um, I, I don't think I think at the age that I was at, which was you know in my thirties certainly, um, it's hard. It's it's you don't learn things um, intensely that much. Like a, you know, college is behind you. You've uh, really been in your career for a little while, and so to learn something at a very intense level is not something that you're used to. And so, uh, with, needless to say, I got this job and. Uh, my trainer was this guy that I had spoken to, uh, that I did the script with that had then interviewed me. Uh, and now he's, uh, training me. And so, uh, I, I think at that point I had, I had made the decision that I was going to master this. Like I, I, I needed to, and, um, to teach an old dog, new tricks is not an easy thing. Um, and even to the point where, and I don't know if you remember this day, but I remember it clear as hell that you pushed me almost to the point where I walked out of the room and, uh, uh, it was, it, it was intense. It was an intense training session and, uh, I stuck it out and I came through, um, now this is January of that year, uh, that the training is going on. And ultimately I came out of January, uh, I came out the top of that class, uh, and there was a lot of people and, uh, I owned it and, um, I changed and that training and my relationship with, uh, my new direct supervisor, uh, was, uh, it changed my life and it changed the course of my life forever. And so, um, yeah. And, and, and K-Rock got me there. And so, uh, now with sitting next to a person, uh, you were just as passionate about the product and succeeding as I was. So we had that. We had this sort of, uh, we were both passionate about succeeding in what we were doing, but then in conversations, we would play music. We found out we liked the same music. And then, um, you know, we found out, uh, you know, I think like I had a connection at the Red Sox and got tickets for your birthday. That was cool. And then we, uh, it just came, it really easily, we showed we were the same age. We had the same interests. And so, uh, um, you know, that friendship was born there. And ultimately, um, you know, uh, there was a, a Friday night where you and my son or sons went to a movie. Yep. And then, movie? Uh, I do. It was the first Avengers. Uh, yep, it was in May, May. the. F and so on that Monday was May the 4th. And of course, uh, in our world, May the 4th means it's Star Wars Day. Star Wars Day. And, yeah. Uh, we walked in and uh, and they changed the strategy. And both uh, and both of us were found. Uh, our worlds turned upside down for you. You had been in the in this industry for a little while. I had not been in the industry for a while. I felt like I, um, I struck gold. I just bought a house. Like I, I thought this was going to be it for the rest of my life and the rest of my career. And I was so happy. Like there was free beer and free coffee and a snack wall and free lunch every day. And I thought I hit the lottery. And so when that ended that day, um, that was one of the, you know, it was a really difficult day of my life and so scared, um, but ultimately led me down a different path that I succeeded and gained more um, knowledge and got me to an even better place. Um, so I guess uh, uh, that was where... Uh, there was no limitations like there you couldn't you know because I think already at that point at the end of that right before we were about to get fired 
uh, or let laid off. We weren't fired, whatever. Uh, we, you know, people were starting to say like, well, Caleb and Kyle are friends. It's almost weird that he's supervising them because where they're always together and smoking there. Oh, they're going to the movies together. They're hanging at that. They, so the timing of it just allowed us to, uh, naturally transition into being, uh, really close friends. And we've never, we've never looked back from there. And so, so that's, that's where I'll transfer it back to you and, uh, and hear the same version of the story in your words. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it's everything you said, man, on, from my side, it was like, when I met you, I was like, we got to get this guy. Uh, you know, and this isn't, I'm thinking of like, in terms of, we had a, uh, I had responsibilities to a company. I had to hire the best people. Coach Kyle was the best person, in my opinion, to bring in and, it was something I fought for because, you know, if anybody who's listening is in a, ever in a position where you, you're hiring somebody, not everybody agrees. So uh, if you are passionate about it and you're a believer in, in terms of being a hiring manager, you have to fight for sometimes uh, the people that you want. And that's exactly what I did. And um, man, was that a good hire. <laughs> Personally, I didn't, you know what? I say forget the company. Selfishly, um, it was it was one of the best moves I've ever made, because not only did I just like this, this this strange man come in and and like just prove that yeah I me personally I know how to train people and this guy completely came in and blew off the doors, but he's awesome he's a good friend now and and fast forward like yeah we went through we went through some great times went through some hard times, uh, professionally and personally and and. There's been like one constant that has always been there, and it's it's Kyle, it's Coach, it, it's it. I I never, no matter what's going on, I know I have a, a voice of reason behind me, and I, I know you you feel the same way. Uh, we've talked about this, so whether it's uh, a new job or we're gonna go see um, Star Wars Episode Seven together or whatever it was like. We're, we're doing this stuff together. We're talking together. If we can't go together, we're, we're preventing spoilage and spoilers until we, we get it together and, and are able to talk. Um, yeah, and, and, and Comic-Cons. And, yeah. East Coast Comic-Con uh, East Coast Comic-Con My year. first yeah. Comic-Con. Yeah, so well, well, that'll be a story for another time for sure. But um, yeah, man, and so, uh, so what better, um, you know, when, when you uh, – and we have been through a lot in um, a relatively short time when you look at our 40-year – 39 and 40-year uh, lifespans. Um, you know, the, the amount of time that we've spent together, though it feels like we've been best friends since high school, um, it – uh, uh, it has been significant. We've both gone through some significant things, some significant loss and some significant and some really high highs and some really low lows. And so um, with that, uh, how can we not make an incredible <laughs> show? Right. Like, like, like with when you go through stuff like that with somebody, uh, it's uh, it's a partnership that we hope is going to transfer into this show really well. The other thing that you get as listeners of this of this podcast is that we uh, whether it's uh, because now we've been at two companies together, not just, uh, you know, so moving on, uh, we um, there was some time of separation where we were not at the same company, but then reemerged um, and and 
quality is always something that you can expect. Uh, and that's what I expect from him. And that's what he expects from me, whether it, that's in our own personal decision making, whether that's in our life, whether that's in um, whatever the decision is, we expect it to be well thought out, discussed with each other and then and, and executed with quality uh, and uh, and and dignity. And um, I guess uh, with um, 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 integrity, right? Like that's that's uh, that everything that we do uh, is driven on that. So I believe that this show is going to provide that. I, I believe that uh, we will give you uh, quality and integrity and and good content and that's what our hope is and uh we hope that you stay with us past this learning about us phase to get into the show because uh the next three episodes are going to be something special that's right so great um and on that i think that's uh, a good wrap for for our first show we'd like to thank you for sticking it out this long and 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 really look forward to you staying on this journey with us um, as we get better at this craft uh, and the show evolves, adapts, and grows into what it will become down the road. Uh, we'll look back at this one episode and be like, wow, uh, we sound like fools. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, I know we'll have some some good products that we're going to share some, some, some folks out there that, uh, we're using, I think we have one already lined up for this week that we'd like to plug. Um, and I'll let you do that. So if you haven't noticed to this point, um, you know, I'm a huge, I'm a Marvel first guy, uh, though I do love um, the Arkham storylines and, and Batman, I believe, sits in its own category. I don't even give credit to, to DC uh, for, uh, I, you know, I, I just don't consider that the same thing. But uh, I'm driven by Marvel, um, you know, Marvel Origins, the the, you know, everything that in culture that Stan Lee has done and, and driven. So uh, and nobody does that better than uh, than Marvel. Marvel Politics or uh, M6P. You can find them on Facebook uh, this month. Really cool. They're doing the um, the uh, uh, March Madness brackets, which is really cool. Uh, they put they put all the Marvel characters from the Silver Age into uh, a randomizer, uh, and then people. It's not based on who can beat who, but who you like better. Who's the the, the more quality character? It's a popularity and, uh, contest. Yeah, it really is. It's a, it's, it's it's a it's a Marvel popularity contest to see who wins. Um, and interestingly enough, the first matchup in the first bracket is Peter Quill versus Steve Rogers. So oh. um, that that's the right. How do you I know start? You, but man, I'm a cool guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I get it. So, um, but uh, you can't discount the first Avenger. So anyway, uh, the so uh, yeah, uh, you can check them out on Facebook. So the, I actually got Caleb the M6P uh, graphic novel uh, package for Christmas. Um, so it's it's super inexpensive. It's twenty five bucks, and you get about a hundred bucks worth of books. Um, and, yeah, uh, I got um, right here. They, they get so they they send you get this box in the mail. Um, pretty heavy box because it's it's four bucks. And it was the Spider-Man Hobgoblin Lives graphic, uh, the essential X Factor graphic novel. Which this thing's huge. It's geez, probably close to if I was to guess seven hundred pages. The uh, War of Kings and the epic collection Captain America: Man Without a Country. Great reading. Um, but yeah, that's 
what a what a great service, like, right? So for, for subscription tw- for service, tw- for, yeah, for twenty five bucks, um, it's it you can't beat it. So uh, check them out on Facebook. You can order right through Facebook, right or order right through PayPal, um, and we will actually have those guys on uh, to talk about their product, to talk about Marvel politics, to talk about uh, uh, you know how they feel about uh, about the universe, the cinematic and the and the television universe, and that's going to be really exciting. Um, some other upcoming uh, upcoming snippets. Uh, we will have Brian O'Halloran, uh, who played Dante in Clerks. Uh, he has some new projects coming up. He will join us. Uh, Athena Finger, as I mentioned, uh, will come and join us. And we do have some other uh, really cool guests, uh, very likely from the Smod family, uh, as well as uh, as comic book, just comic book people. Uh, that will come from my side, and then we will uh, we'll tie in some gamer stuff. It's going to be an exciting season. Uh, we anticipate it's going to be uh, you know probably a 20 episode season one uh, to really lay down uh, the groundwork of, of of geek lore so we're checking out we're yeah. done we're gonna wrap it up so uh, very special thanks to uh, to state of corruption and King Mike L for our theme music they were uh, ha- nice enough to uh, give us that that the name of that song is tourniquet uh, you will hear it week in and week out we'll also start bringing in some new musical pieces things like that uh, but uh, go on SoundCloud check out state of corruption check out the song tourniquet you can hear uh, hear it all the way through and uh, and thank you for listening and uh, yeah awesome Go check out uh, M6P at vm6p.com. That's T-H-E-M, the number 6P, at uh, dot com. So vm6p.com, guys. Awesome, awesome. Well, great first show. Awesome. We will, uh, and we'll be back. Just click, uh, uh, you can actually just click skip, and we'll bring you right to the next episode, and uh, we'll be discussing some uh, some nerd stuff. It's going to be great. All right, guys. All right, signing off. This is K-Rock. This is Coach. We'll see you in uh, two minutes. (laughs) See ya.